Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Hello, welcome back to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yeah, I know, great imitation. Uh, that is not uh, your high priest of Konshu Ray. Uh, this is Phil. No longer fill me in because I've already filled in. This is like the second time I've filled in for Ray already. So I think it's Phil Fill in Parish now uh, from the Capes and Lunatics podcast. Joining me tonight for another uh, Round the Robin episode, we have. Big major loony, the power of Chad. Hi. <laughs> hear that power? Yeah, so much power. <clears throat> Just exuding this stuff, really. And I better had that reverb on my voice, Ray. And also joining us tonight, host of Capes on the Couch, Anthony, the Senor Sitko. Howdy, howdy. It's good to be here. Good to be back on the show. Looking forward to this episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. He's like the guy that comes out on the talk show and is like, oh, I get the fill-in host. Oh, thanks. (laughs) (sighs) But yes, we are here tonight for another Roundtable Robin special. This time, I got thrown into this at the last second. I guess uh, Ray was going to do this with you guys, but the way the world is these days, things go. All plans go out the window. So, I guess you guys were planning their uh, top uh, top five Moon Knight artists of all time? That is correct. Top With five a... Moon Knight artists not named Bill Sienkiewicz. Yes, I was going to say, that's the caveat. Yes. No Bill Sienkiewicz. That... Anyone else is on the, on the table. Yeah, we, we sort of all collectively agreed that Bill was going to be pretty much everybody's top pick. So, we were like, let's just, you know, throw him off to the side and... Uh, exclude him and then anybody else is fair game yeah so why do you think in your opinion why you guys why why is he held up in such high regard because he wasn't the very first artist to ever draw moon knight but he did draw the uh the first ongoing series is it is that it or well i'll I'll let i'll let chad go first and then i'll i guess i'll give my thoughts i think it has a lot to do with him being such a pioneer of multimedia yes like he'll just throw anything that he needs in there and so he just really changed the landscape so he brought that on the strange you know bits when he was uh working on new mutants and he just kind of like trailed along everywhere he went like his covers are just phenomenal doesn't matter what project he's doing so it just you really feel it in the earlier works like in moon Knight. yeah i think uh to piggyback off of that i think a lot of it is because especially on moon Knight, we got to see bill evolve as an artist you know he started off as that neil adams clone and he'll be the first one to tell you that that was definitely his style and over the course of those 20 or so issues that he drew he grew from this this young artist trying to find his style into 
Bill Senkevich, so that by the time he started the New Mutants, he was already a known entity. And then from there, he just went off. But Moon Knight was really uh, sort of where he made uh, his mark and just the, the stories that he told. Yeah, no pun intended, I He's swear. Mark Spector. But, uh, but it's just the, the way that he told the stories using the visual medium was just uh, absolutely just a, a masterpiece. I mean, that that sequence from, I forget which, which issue it is, but where it's all around, um, you know what I'm talking about, all around the, the stair as, as the guy's shooting at him, and it's just sort of like Debating. in a circle. Yeah. yeah. So everybody knows that page, and it's just like like to think of that. That is that is genius level, and so I think anybody who's worked on Moon Knight over the years would be the first one to tell you that they look to those Menchin Cabbage stories as their jumping off point and their inspiration. Um, I know Charlie Houston certainly uh, spoke about that in the forward to the bottom, and that was sort of what inspired him um, to to want to tell his stories. But from an artistic standpoint, I think everybody acknowledges bill is is top and i mean it's still to this day bill sunkevich is still doing godly work um you know some 40 years later um he's still going and he still has the energy of a teenager if you've ever had the opportunity to meet him you know what i'm talking about i forget i heard an interview with him somewhere yeah i, I could tell yeah he seems really passionate about the work and everything yeah he he, he just he loves it that is awesome. So, yeah, so that's why we're not including Sienkiewicz in our list because whatever is above number one, that, that there he is. So, ah, But we skipped around a little bit. Yeah, we get, we talked to Sienkiewicz. But uh, tonight's episode is a spotlight segment, you know, because it's a new moon. So, you know, Ray does not want to anger Conchu. Uh, so, yeah, that's why we're looking at the top five moon night artists. What? He's a vengeful god, you know. Who, Ray or Conchu? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, the answer to either of those is yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yes. He'll and, bring the thunder from down under. Yes. And speaking of our vengeful god, Ray, uh, he wouldn't want you, he wants you to go out and support the sponsors. Uh, well, first, the gracious Patroonies, uh, all of you supporting the uh, Patreon, please keep it up. Uh, of course, you know, we're listed as co-producers, executive producers, uh, and of course your name's in the show description, I believe. And check out Hello Headphones, empowering gamers to play at their best. Was that an Australian accent almost slipping in? I don't know. I hope not. I, was... I keep him in my head, and I'm just like, don't do the Australian accent. Uh, it could have been there, man. Eh? You didn't know. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, so. Oh, man, did he not include Connor's uh, rating system? Man, I wanted the Connor rating system. Like, you know, like a half boy or a <sighs> fuck off or whatever it is. I can't remember. I'll have to look, Big see if I have off, it somewhere man. else. Yes! <laughs> I, want a con- I want the Connor rating system. <laughs> Oh, Ray, if you ever ask me to do this again, you must include the Connor rating system. I forgot we can be a little more free with our language. I'm accustomed to my PG-13 show. Oh, me too. Me too. That's what (laughs) I was like. That's why I paused for a second. I was like, oh, wait, this isn't one of my shows. I can go full out. Okay. That's right. Anything goes in the land of Ray. All right. So we'll do our first two picks and then take a break. So uh, 
I will go first. Like I said, I don't think I have anything too radical. So hopefully you guys maybe may have done a deeper dive. Well, Anthony, you said you had like what? We're supposed to do five. You have like 26 on your list. I, I ranked 26 artists on my <laughs> list. <laughs> well, I guess if we have some uh, repeats or, you know, if someone, if all of us or some of us pick the same guy, you can add another one in there. Well, I was going to say before I get to my, you know, before I get to my number one, I'll announce a couple of honorable mentions because um, there's just. And by the way, I don't know um, for the, how either of you did it. I stuck only to artists who worked on the main Moon Knight titles. I was not going by artists who worked on, say, Secret Avengers or West Coast Avengers or Heroes for Hire or anything like that. I was sticking to the main canonical Moon Knight titles, starting with, you know, the Sinkevich Mench run um, all the way through to the the um the the max bemis run so i i I can kind of say that i kind of cheated because one of mine did like a fill-in issue but he also did other moon knight work elsewhere so okay that's that's fair so how do we want to do this do we want to do our top first or do we want to go from one to five or five to one Oh, five to one. You got You got to build, figure. man. You can't. You can't just shoot your wide right off the bat. Got to tease them. Got to tease them. Like I know. Yeah, exactly. You got to. You got to tease them in. You know. You got to let, let them work it a little bit. Welcome back to the dirtiest episode of Into the Night and Moon Night podcast. <laughs> this is what happens at the table. This is when. That's what happens when Daddy's not home. I was going to say this. Is what happens when you invite the power of Chad? Power of Chad. Power of Chad. It's all Chad. That's right. That Chad's a bad influence. Look at him drinking his beer. I know. <laughs> he's 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 the, he's the drunk uncle letting us get away with everything. See, see. Yeah, he he's he's holding it up. He's imbibing. I had water. I'm good. Oh, no. We should be drinking Coronas. <laughs> Corona. All right. Um, I will kick it off. Uh, all right. So number five. I think I got to go with uh, Greg Smallwood, who I, I liked his art. Uh, this he did the that arc was kind of I don't know, kind of way out there. The art really kept me. I mean, the story was interesting, but again, I was like, oh, what the hell is going on here? And the art really like helped keep me focused and just helped me hang in there. Okay, Does anyone, did no one else had Smallwood. I had Smallwood. <laughs> oh. Keep it yourself. I'm sorry Jack. to hear that, Chad. <laughs> Sounds like a personal problem. You know they have medication for that? You know, one in five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, come on. Come on. You, you just teed that one up there. <sighs> you're never having us back, right. are you, Ray? All right. All right. Which well, one do you, so, which... so, so, you know, you're basing it off of the, um, you know, the, the Brian Wood, uh, uh, the Greg Wood, Brian Smallwood. Uh, run which is those two names together just it's unfortunate um yes what i guess um you know ray had a couple of questions so what um what were your thoughts on how because i was i was at least for me um, i was focusing primarily on the pencils and if they also did inks then i focused on that but what were your some of what were some of your thoughts about how the pencils and inks went with uh the the colors um, because Smallwood did pencils uh, and art, I th- um, but I, th- I don't think he did. I don't think he did colors. No, I think he did a good job. At least, again, it's, yeah, it's hard when you have like different inkers or colors. But I think he did a good job because, like, you really kind of jump scenes, you know, between Mark, you know, 
Stephen Grant and Mark Spector. I mean, you could be on a movie set or was it a TV set? Then you could be on the moon or you could be, you know, the cities turned into ancient Egypt and stuff. I mean, I think he did a good job of like setting the different tones and stuff. And some artists could like fall. I don't want to say just coast and kind of everything looks the same. I think he, he did a good job of setting the tone for that series. Okay. All right. So I guess, uh, Chad, who's your number five? My number five was actually going to be, uh, Jerome Pena. Ooh. For the vengeance of the moon Knight series. Nice. Um, I just really like the flair. Like, so there's lots of action. It's more like of a triple A big budget movie where, you know, usually everything else that's been in Moon Knight has been like kind of a noir or like classic Batman type. Oh, there's the word. That's getting bleeped. <laughs> well, the second time we say it, we get bleeped. But, um, yeah, Jerome Pena, like the flare of like the gunfire and just zooming through the city and whatnot, just it was really intense and it just was kind of, I don't know, it felt like a Moon Knight page, but at the same time, it's like a different feel completely. Is I, I especially love Moon Knight vs. Century Dawn of Justice. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of part of what I was thinking about with <laughs> Durham is when he is paired up with Sentry for that brief second where Sentry is just going to really lay it out for him. Just, hey, eventually you're going to crack. And then when I was just like, how are you any better? What happens when you crack? Yeah. Yeah. If there's anybody who shouldn't be talking to Moon Knight about cracking, it's Bob. We did a whole episode on on Bob uh, on my show, and uh, oh boy, he's a uh, he's a strange one. Do you say uh, all right? They're, they're probably the perfect guy to talk to about this, Anthony. Do you, like modern comics? I mean, half the characters now are basically like have multiple personalities or some kind of emotional issues. Correct? Uh, it's funny. I actually got into a, a Twitter thread uh, with somebody over this issue recently um, because they said that. Uh, all characters have PTSD and, and most of them have uh, dissociative identity disorder. And I said that uh, that's definitely not the case that um, DID um, is DID is vastly misunderstood in terms of real life. And I'm, I'm not going to get on too much of a soapbox. Uh, my co-host doc issues uh, has done that plenty of times in, uh, in our, our show, but I'll just say that dissociative identity disorder is vastly overblown in media as it is portrayed versus how common it is in real life. And PTSD is a very specific diagnosis and is not, uh, is not nearly as common. Do, do many heroes have trauma? Absolutely. PTSD is a very specific diagnosis and should not be just thrown around, um, willy-nilly for for heroes um does moon knight have some i i 
our God, we did Moon Knight in our fourth episode and we're on 75 now. So it's, it's a little hard for me to recall back, but I know that Moon Knight definitely suffers from uh, a number of, of trauma as does the century. Um, the century has a lot of issues going on, but again, uh, you know, I, we did, we did both of those characters on my show. So a little plug for capes on the couch. If you want to hear those episodes, go to uh capes on the couch live. You can find us wherever you find pod podcasts. Um, and that's all I'll say about that. But uh, sorry for derailing the show. That's all right. No, I asked you a question. No, that was that was good. All right, Chad. Anything else about your your uh, number five? Um, like I said, it was a different feel for Moon Knight, but it was a really. Uh, it just felt like a new glove. It's fresh to get broken in, and you know, does the job. Oh yeah. All right, Anthony. Who's your number five? If you can, my number five is probably the only one of the five picks that is um, out there a little bit, and it's because he, this particular artist, did not get a full run on Moon Knight, and that is uh, Francesco Francovia. Um, he did some of the fill-ins, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, during the Lemire run. And when they were showing the the various uh, stages or the various altars of Moon Knight, um, Francesco Francovia did the artwork for Jake Lockley. So when you saw when it shifted to Jake Lockley, uh, Francovia's art took over. I think um, Jeff uh, Stoko was doing um, Mark, and then I don't, I don't remember who was doing. Uh, Stephen Grant. Um, but so each time the persona shifted, the artwork shifted. And I think that was because um, the the main artist wasn't able to, I think it was Smallwood, actually. I don't think he was able to do the entire run for health reasons or whatever. So they came up with this conceit that when the, the persona shifted, the artwork would shift. Mm -hmm. And so all these artists did four to seven or eight pages per issue. And so we never actually got a full issue of Francesco Francovia, but his style is just, it, um, if you read, uh, he does afterlife with Archie or he did afterlife with Archie. I don't think he's doing it anymore uh, for Archie comics. It's just an incredible, uh, it's a very noir style and it suits Jake Lockley so well. Uh, it's incredibly distinctive. Um, because he does the pencils, the ink, and the colors. Oh. So he's one of those rare artists that does it all. And so he puts his full stamp on it. And he just has a great use of colors and lighting. Um, they make He makes the characters and, and locations feel very distinct. And I would love to see a full series or hell even like a full issue or two of just francesco francovia's artwork on moon knight because um i was i was enthralled with the artwork um in in those segments in the jake segments was definitely my favorite of of the three um for for the lemire run um and like i said so i mean i I gave everybody a number system. I rated them out of 10 and it wasn't just, you know, and I, I went to like a decimal point. So he, he gets an 8.6 out of 10 uh, for me um, personally. That's just, um, you know, my take on it. And I think I, I guess I knocked him like a, a smidge or two. It really isn't his fault that, 
because he never did a full issue or he never got to do a full arc with it that uh, we never really got to see what he was fully capable of. And I don't know if he's, I don't remember if he did like Moon Knight proper, if it was just like mostly Jake Lockley and just the, the characters and such. But, uh, but like I said, I just, I'm a big fan of his style in general and the, those little, those little tastes, those little morsels of, of uh, Moon Knight that we're able to get from him definitely whetted my appetite. So I, I'd be, I'd love to see more from him. So nice. I don't know if anybody else has any thoughts on Frank Avia. No, I like, I, um, I remember now yeah. he was on that series. I did enjoy his work. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely correct. in Everything you said. Um, so I guess if we're doing this, like a serpentine draft, uh, then I will go back to back and uh, give my number four. And my number four is Alex Malieve. Mm. Um, <sighs> so, uh, said, are we all picking Chad's picks? <laughs> well, I mean, Hey, listen, uh, I, I don't have a problem with repeating picks because I think we all have our different reasons and rationales. And as long as we explain why oh, yeah. we picked them, where we picked them, we can definitely repeat artists because otherwise, you know, it's just like whoever gets to them first is, you know, whoever gets the Declan first is going to call Declan yeah. and, you know, so et cetera, et cetera. Um, and again, for, and again, it's not like Moon Knight's not Spider-Man. There's not like thousands of thousands of issues out there with all these art, you know? Yeah. According um, to Bendis, he is Spider-Man. And We're not going to get into that, right. um, but for for Malieve, and it's funny you bring that up because he did the artwork on yep. um, the Bendis run. Which, but I say what you will about the the writing. I thoroughly enjoyed the artwork. Um, Malieve has a has a very flowy style. Um, I I don't know how much of this. I think he did it digitally, um, but I know that Malieve likes to work in uh, watercolors. Um, I know he did not for this style uh for this series he was primarily um just doing i guess digital uh you know ink and, and pencils um but he has a his style is he makes even dialogue scenes feel very fluid even if there's not action you still get a sense of flow from panel to panel as to what's happening mm -hmm. and that to me is a sign of a great artist if they can make non-action scenes seem uh, seem a bit flowy, then then you're doing a great job. Uh, he's a great framer um, within the panel. Um, he knows exactly what to put where to draw your eye to what it is that you should be looking at. But he's got uh, great backgrounds as well, so that uh, even if you're not looking where you're supposed to, you're still um, picking up on on good detail. Um, and I also I, I think he does really good facial expressions without being overly detailed. Um, and there's, there's one or two artists that I thought had um, incredible detail so much so that it actually detracts from the, the panel and the page as a whole, because then you end up getting lost in the weeds and it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't flow well. So he has just the right amount of detail. Um, and with the, with the facial expressions, I, I think uh, he did a great job. So he's 8.7 out of 10 for me uh, on, uh, on Alex Malieve. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, again, I, like I said, I had a little problem with Bendis's writing on that arc, but, uh, Bendis, Bendis, Bendis. Um, and I, I love Malieve's art. I love their, their, uh, both of them, their work on daredevil. Uh, yes, that's what I think. Where those that team really shined is Daredevil. So he's he's in my number four pick. All right, Chad. The power of Chad.
Where's where's your what's your number four? So, I was going to pick Smallwood. So okay. thanks. Well, you, you could do it. Uh, you can whip out the Smallwood. What's happening? Yeah. Then I pick a Smallwood. Without the Smallwood, come on. He's a great artist. Yeah. Okay. One in five, right? Um, but yeah, Smallwood's work is just really great. I I keep saying that for like a general statement, but it just feels like everything is the way that everything is mitigated from panel to panel. It doesn't feel like anyone is stuck out of it. It's very much like Moon Knight is in his own head. So he's organic with the scenery. It doesn't matter what's going on. He just kind of is a chameleon. Goes back and forth from different sets to different like mindscapes. Real Realistically, he's in his head for the most part. So it's just nice to see that he works well inside of himself. Also, I'm drinking, so it's going <laughs> Yes. Uh, all right. Oh, my number four. Uh, I got to pick Jason Burroughs because yes. I mean, love or hate, uh, whatever your thoughts on the Bemis run. I think uh, Burroughs really. I mean, his pencils really improved that story. It complimented it. If you love the story, it complimented it. If you hated it, or, or like, oh, well, at least this art is uh, nice. And he also reminds me of someone else who I will uh, throw in higher on my list. My uh, probably my number two so um yeah i love the clean crisp art uh like i said really set the tone for me and uh it's probably why i like the bemis uh stuff as much as i did and hey jason burroughs drew the very first appearance of ray connor and rebecca in a comic book so that is true fact and they had guns Yes, and masks, yes. So see, see Ray. <laughs> you need to put that on your profile, Ray. First appearance, Moon Knight 200. But was yeah. 200? I thought it was 199. I thought it was, I thought it was in that big 200, or am I, th- or am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Maybe it was. I haven't read, I don't You're think wrong, I've You're wrong, Phil. Okay, small woods. Uh, but yeah, I just I love the art. It remind, kind of reminds me of like a '90s. It's like kind of like a '90s take, but also current stuff. Like I said, it, it's it's it, it wasn't as dark as some of the other ones, and I I just really liked it. And again, it brought up my enjoyment of the uh, Bemis stuff. It's actually a good point. I can't recall a lot of Moon Knight ever taking place during the day. But a lot of that run took place during the day. Oh, yeah, Sun King. Oh, yeah, but... And and, and the storyline that had a big impact on this uh, podcast, the Isle of Ra. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ray, <laughs> Ray stole so much from that art. <laughs> yeah. It's getting some use. Yes, yes. Like I said, I... I that's that's some of the stuff like you know that, that well again it's like the last ongoing series but 
yeah, that's some of some of the some of the art I re- some of the Moonlight art I really like came from that arc. So let's see, two hundred. I'm pulling it up right now. <laughs> Don't be pulling. Well, while while you do that, uh, I think we have to. Uh, we're going to take a short break and we're going to throw some advertisements in here. Yeah, uh, per Ray's instructions. That's right. So so, so, so Chad can look all that up. We'll take a break. Throw in some advertisements for other shows. And then we come back, we'll get into our top three, and Chad can say whether or not Phil is wrong. Cliffhanger. Da-da-da. So, yeah, so after you hear these ads for Capes and Lunatics and Capes on the Couch, we'll be right back. Hey there. Do you like comic books? Do you like superhero TV and movies? Well, come on over and check out the Capes and Lunatics podcast. We have such shows as Capes and Lunatics and Super Connectivity, where we cover everything new and current and popular in the world of superheroes. And we also have episode-by-episode reviews of the Marvel Netflix shows and a monthly discussion of everything current on the DC Comics character Nightwing and a few other surprises all the time. So come join us for the Capes and Lunatics podcast. Hello, I'm Anthony. And I'm Dr. Issues. And we're hosts of Capes on the Couch, the podcast where comics get counseling. Superheroes don't always get to go home happy. That's where we come in. We offer psychiatric and mental health analysis of comic book characters. So check us out at capesonthecouch.live and across all social media platforms at Capes on the Couch. And we're back. And Phil's right. Yeah, that's the that's the best way to come back to Into the Night and Moon Night podcast. Ray can put that in every episode. Phil was right. And we are back to talk our final three picks, uh, all all three of us for our top five favorite Moon Knight artists, who are not Bilson Cabbage. Yes, yes, who are not Bilson Cabbage. All right, so should we? Should we keep doing the serpentine thing, or should we let yeah, Chad? Let's, let's, oh, you're not going to let Chad go first at all, ever? No, nah, well, I don't. I, six of one half dozen other than me. I just figured we went serpentine for the first two. Serpentine, Shelly, serpentine. Okay, screw him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, that's it. There's there's no plan. That's it. That's it, Shelly. We're fucked. That's it. <laughs> the in-laws, Peter Falk, and uh, oh god, uh, Alan Arkin. Oh my god, are you it's older been than Ray? A long time. <laughs> I make fun. I make fun of Ray's age because he's two months older than me. Are you older than Ray? God. I'll be thirty-eight in May. Oh, okay, no, I'm... me and Ray are both older than you. Okay, okay, but yeah. that's a classic film. The in-laws, check it out. Serpentine. So whenever I hear serpentine, that's <clears throat> that's it, Shirley. There's no plan. We're fucked. <laughs> so, all right, go ahead, go ahead, Phil. Who's, your, right. who's your three pick? All right, my number three pick is uh, Declan Shaw. Sh- yeah. Shalvi, which who again i mean beautiful art but of course gave us you know the mr knight look and uh one of my favorite suits that black and white suit i mean yeah that's pretty classic really re- yeah like redefined like the look of moon knight with two two times with that new suit and the mr knight look which you know uh, Mr. Is Mr. Knight supposed to be? I mean, they pl- 
in that run they played him serious, but like ugh, maybe it's just different writers. But when he showed up in uh, Damnation, they almost played him Damnation. like Deadpool. Yeah, that's almost the constant problem. Yeah, no one takes him seriously because he's just he's just Deadpool, and Kate's like actively regrets how much he didn't play him into being like Moon Knight. <laughs> But just, ah, it's painful to this day. Yeah, Cates is a great writer. Um, yeah. I'm loving his Thor run right now. Oh, the um, glass is getting weird. I dig it. I, I, I like the whole, you know, Thor with the power cosmic and all that other stuff. So maybe it's just me. I'm easy to please. Gave him his arm back. Yeah. Yeah. It's not uncommon for regeneration, but... Oh, know, no. Like... Yeah. So does that mean the Destroyer's going to get his arm back? Oh, of course. Uh, hmm. um, so, Phil, of, of the six Declan issues that we did get, which one is your favorite? <sighs> um, uh, What issue was that? I... The, the visual I always think of, if it's not Mr. Knight, in that other, in the black and white suit, just him leaping, like, across the sky, and you get, like, that big uh, shot of the cape, like, flowing behind him. Which which issue was that? I forget. But uh, that is, like... Two or three. That is, like, the um, the iconic image I get when I, fit, when I first think of that run. I love that okay. shot. All right, well, minor spoilers I'll talk about my favorite Declan issue when I get to him in my list. <laughs> oh, nice. That's right. Yes. So, all right. So, uh, so then Chad, who's your, who's your three POC? Who, who's your two? Juan Ferreira from the Marvel spotlight. One oh. shot. I really, really loved that bit. It was dark. It was moody. It was a lot like Alex Maleev and like the watercolors bleeding into everything. It seemed like actually like breathed into each panel. And I know he didn't write it, but just the way that the action sequence borrowed from the Declan Shelby run, it just felt like all the best parts of Moon Knight were in that run, like that one shot. All right. I didn't I know uh... a lot of people didn't like it, so I I confess I didn't I mean I have it I've I've read it but I didn't research it because it wasn't technically in the the main line so um so I don't it's not sticking with me so I apologize it, what did it make your list of 26 no it it didn't make my well cuz it wasn't in the the it's not a moon knight issue it's a marvel spotlight issue okay. so that's why I didn't for again for me so, 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 all twenty six on your list were from like a Moon Knight ongoing series. Yes, either you know Moon Knight, uh, Mark Spector Moon Knight, Vengeance yeah. of the Moon Knight, one of those series. All twenty six on my list were from from those those series. I mean, I know that it went on for decades, but I never would have. I probably would have guessed lower that that 
all the ongoing series had 26 artists. I would have guessed lower for some reason. I may have even missed one or two because, I mean, I was really just looking at folks that did like, you know, uh, at least like a couple of issues. Um, so if there was somebody who stuck one in somewhere, there's like a fill in, um, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> That's what she said. Then, then I missed them, but there's at least 26 artists who worked on uh, Moon Knight in the, the proper canon. So that's where Ray puts in the sound of a cannon. Um, all right. So I guess it's, it's my number three. Yes. Um, and uh, my number three is uh, Chad's number five, Jerome Opeña, Um who I just, I loved that redesigned tactical suit for one thing. Oh, yeah. um, just the, it was very, um, very real. And um, a lot of a lot of what Chad was was saying really stuck with me. And I think the reason why it's like big budget is because that's the storyline is that Moon Knight is making his return, especially in that first issue back um, where he's basically like a big fuck you to Norman Osborn that, you know, he's he's coming out like on Broadway. He, you know, beats up all the bad guys, but he doesn't kill anybody. And the cops are like, oh, no, we have to go get him. And he's like, no, he, he didn't actually kill anybody. You know, they're pissed off they're they're banged up but nobody died um and, and for Opeña, um i just uh i all of his faces look like real people um there's just the way that he he details it um they all look very real and not not cartoony um he's got details in all the right places every panel has motion like built into it um it feels very fluid and again, that's that's uh, at least for me. What I keep coming back to is is these artists that make their panels feel um, like they're moving, like it's a like it's a frame in a movie and not just a snapshot. You know, a frame in a movie versus a photo. Um, I want something that looks like it feels like it flows from panel to panel to panel, and not you're not just getting posed, stilted frames of uh, you know, punch, kick, action here, whatever. Yeah. Like I want it to feel real. Just not real figures. Uh, o- yeah, Opeña, Opeña definitely does that. So for me, he's a nine point three out of ten. Oh, damn, nine point three. Um, so then I guess uh, I go back to back, and so then my number two uh, is Phil's number three, and that is Declan, uh, Declan Shalvey. Uh, who I have had the uh, the pleasure of meeting um, a couple of times at New York Comic Con, and I cosplayed as that version of Moon Knight. And uh, I spoke about this briefly when I was on Ray's show, um, when I was a guest talking about my Moon Knight script and everything. And Declan is just, he's a super, super nice guy. And so I got to meet him. And I, I went dressed not as Mr. Knight, but as the the black, the black and white Moon Knight suit. Um, and uh, I met him in New York Comic Con, and he saw me walking towards him. And I guess he hadn't seen that many cosplayers of his version, yeah. and so he like jumps right out from behind the table, and he's like, "Oh my god, can I take a picture with you?" And I was like, "Absolutely!" You know, he's just like super nice guy. Um, and then uh, this was like right after he had announced that he would be leaving after issue six. He so said he and Ellis were leaving after issue six, and. Um, She's like, would you mind taking a photo? Pretend to break my wrist. I was like, uh, okay. Like, it's, 
strange ask, but sure. So I have a, a photo of me and like, so he's down on his knees and I'm like bending his, his wrist back and he's like, and then he tweeted it and then Jordy retweeted it and Dan Slot retweeted it. And like all these big names in comics started tweeting it. Cause I tweeted out and I was like, I told Declan Shelfie if he wasn't going to draw Muna, he was never going to draw anything again. Ha ha ha. <laughs> um, so uh, he's just, like I said, a super nice guy, but his artwork um, it's very minimalist as opposed to some, as opposed to like some of my, the, the rest of the people on my list. Yeah. Um, it's very minimalist style, but in Declan's case, it works. Um, he has uh, just a, a fantastic use of panel size and location that again, it's not just within the panels, but the panels themselves, the way that he uh, draws it. And you cannot talk about um, Declan Shalvey's artwork without mentioning Jordi Belair's colors and um, the way that they combine and contrast uh, white and negative space in their panels. Yes. Uh, it is absolutely incredible. And, and uh, you know, Phil, you were talking about the, the shot of, you know, with the cape flowing in the background. Yes. And that's just, that is so beautiful because it's white and it's pure white. And it, it contrasts against everything else. And that's throughout the entire series, whether it's Moon Knight or whether it's Mr. Knight, that the white, is a clean white and it contrasts against everything else. And that's, that's a credit to Jordy, but I know that she worked with Declan uh, on that. Um, and again, to, to your point, I mean, he just, he helped redefine Moon Knight visually with, with the Moon Knight suit and with the Mr. Knight. Um, Declan for me is uh, like I said, super nice guy. Um, and I, I love his, his work on Moon Knight. He's a 9.5 out of 10 for me. Ooh. All right, Chad, what's your number two? Besides that, I was gonna go with Declan Shelby. Oh, wait, did I do Declan Shelby? I did. Uh, yeah. Wait, you, don't you just... didn't. No, you had Opinia Smallwood yeah. and Ferrer. So, how, how yeah. dare you sweat what's written on your hand, Chad? Come on. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, Declan Shelby. I think I was going to talk to you about this in advance, like trying to get all of our picks out of the way from each other. But yeah, um, no, there's no fun in that. <laughs> yeah, come on. no fun. No, I love being not fun. Um, anyway, Declan Shelby. I see you hit on a lot of the topic. Um, I really think that one of the best panels was in sniper though mm. Mm. when uh he's flying through the air at the sniper obviously and it's just why can't i hit you well, i'm not real and like you said with the negative space and the clean white it just really enforces this almost like he's a specter like you can't touch him he's not real just so, is that the one where at the end where um, the the drone sort of drops on and if you see me coming, run? Um, is that is that from that issue or is that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I I love the way that one opens where it's all the the boxes and then one by one, like page to page, they disappear. You know, like each person, you know, they get shot. And then they're gone. And then the next one, they get shot and they're gone until eventually there's only one person left. I love that. That is just, that's beautiful. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, protecting so. the travelers of the night. That's another thing Ray ripped off. That's right. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. So. So, Phil, you're number two. My number two is, I mean, it's probably selfish just because it's he's one of my uh, favorite Marvel artists uh, overall, uh, one of my favorites of all time. He did uh, issue 25 of Mark Spector Moon Knight, which was like a fill-in, and then he did, uh, he drew Round Robin, the sidekick's revenge in Amazing Spider-Man, and then he drew Ultimate Moon Knight in uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, Mark Bagley. So... Yeah, he drew, like, classic Moon Knight, and then, like I said, in the Ultimate Universe, he did, like, the Ultimate uh, version of Moon Knight. Which I it... forgot. He is not on my He is not in my 26, so technically he wow. would be 27. I forgot about that. So, like I said, technically, I mean, he did one issue of the of an ongoing series, so. But yeah. it counts. Yeah. 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 That was that Ghost Rider issue. <laughs> so 90s, it hurts. Uh, but, yeah, I just, like I said, I love Bagley in general. He's, like, my favorite Spider-Man artist. Uh, I would, I love his work. It's just, it, technically, it's it's great. Uh, just uh, the mix of, like, it's not quite realistic, but it's not, like, cartoony. It's, I don't know, I've never been able to completely pin it down, but I just love Bagley's art. Uh, I think, again, just, like, with... Uh, Burroughs, he like elevates whatever you give him, like story wise, no matter how good or bad it is. Well, Bagley is is a machine. Oh yeah. Um, just I think, oh god, who is it? it was one, um some colorist um told me in like the thirty plus years of working for Marvel, Mark Bagley has never missed a deadline. <laughs> and again, he drew like one hundred and ten consecutive issues of Ultimate Spider Man. Oh, like yeah. that's that's fucking ridiculous to go 110 issues and not miss a deadline plus everything else he's done oh yeah i mean he was on amazing spider-man for how long i mean he was in the middle yeah. of clone saga i mean just that round robin uh, story with moon knight i mean there was spider-man there was moon knight there was punisher there was night thrasher there was nova i mean there were so many characters in that and i think that was like by was it, i think that was the summer one wasn't it wasn't it like bi-weekly and yeah he didn't never missed the deadline no he's just I, and i'm the, surprised his arm hasn't fallen off at this point but and like the work never suffered you can i don't think you could like look at an issue and be like oh yeah you could tell he rushed this one out or something yeah it's no oh. you know, they're all quality and also uh that classic uh he did the uh, first how many years of new warriors that original new warrior series yeah yeah, Bagley's a very distinctive style. Oh yeah. Um you just you, you know it as soon as you look at it. Um he was I think his he's the reason I got into Fantastic Four because of his work on the Fantastic Four series, probably going back about seven or eight years. Um he did them and then from then I was just like, Oh, I actually because I was never big into Fantastic Four, but I love Mark Bagley's artwork. So I got into the series because of that. And I'm pretty sure every subsequent uh, series of Fantastic Four has been on my pull list to to some extent or another. Yeah, so. but I, I just remember I got in the Spider Man during the McFarland stuff. I read Mc, the, the McFarland stuff, then they go into Larson, then they went to Bagley, and I was like, "Oh, who's this guy? I never heard of." I'm like, "Oh, is this gonna suck?" And I was like, "Oh, this I'm like this is like my favorite Spider Man artist." Yeah, Bagley's good stuff. So, 
I guess uh, I guess we're now down to the number ones. Oh, drum roll, people! Yes. <laughs> All right, the one number, my number one pick, the one I think, uh, I th- he basically, I think, visually, he's the uh, father of modern Moon Knight, uh, David Finch, who drew that at uh, the Houston run, the yep. bottom. Yes, because the minute, the minute you mentioned Moon Knight, the very first image that pops into my head is like that two-page spread from the first issue of him diving out of the moon copter. That's the very first thing I always think of. Someone says Moon Knight. I get to do the fun stuff. Yes. I wear white so they see me coming. Yes, yes. And added bonus, Ray, uh, he did draw a bunch of uh, also. So. If uh, I like. I don't know if obviously our the people listening can't see this, but the two of you may be able to look over my shoulder uh, is a, a Finch commissioned piece. Uh, it is Moon Knight fighting the guy from Disturbed. Oh, nice. Because uh, Finch did the cover for one of the Disturbed issues, uh, our uh, albums. And so I got him to do it at a New Jersey, uh, at a New Jersey con. And he said, this is the first time anybody's ever asked me to draw this. <laughs> Or or do a do a commission of the guy. Like everybody asked him to do Moon Knight. He goes, No one's ever asked me to draw the guy. And I was like, Well, I want them fighting. I mean, I love his art and again, I th- like I said, I think he like set the tone for uh modern Moon Knight because I mean that was like the first ongoing I think we got since like the nine the nineties and oh yeah, bring it for bring it up, bring it up. Nice. Jeez. That's awesome. But yeah, I, like I said, I think he set the tone for all these modern uh, runs and stuff. And and then there is another Finch piece that I have commissioned. That's just a, a, a bust of Moon Knight uh, ink and pencil. So, so Anthony, do you like do you like Dave Finch's art? <laughs> I like Moon Knight. <laughs> nice. But yeah, like I said, it's just, uh, and again, he, he Give him, it seems like he all his art was great. Even you know, got to cut a got to cut a fucker's face off. He you know it, it's <laughs> it worked. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. All right, yeah, Ray. This is this is the uh, most uh, you know. Me and Anthony don't get to swear on our show, so we're gonna come over here and do it. Cut a fucker's face off. We're drinking. You know, talk about small wood. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Chad, what was your number one pick? My number one was Finch. Oh, nice! Just because that that Taskmaster scene. Was oh, amazing. yeah. Like I just really love, not so much like the primary action, like flying the jet in, but it, when he's like into the resolving. Building. When he's got him pinned down and he's got the crescent in the sky, just like some malevolence. And he like starts cutting away and you're not sure how deep it's going. But you just see that just flat plane torn away and oh god, how much of that is his face? And then bam. Exactly. It's just baby faced Tasty just sitting there crying. And he, he, like, drew Taskmaster like a badass, and it was even in that original suit, too. That can look goofy. Go ahead, kill me. See if that works. I love that line. I wish I, I wish I, there was, you know, a way I could, like, work that into my 
regular expressions like go ahead kill me see if that works this time and i mean he yeah. just he did an awesome conchu and everything you know again basically setting like the modern uh appearance for conchu and you know rather than just being this like stone-faced idol That's one thing I really liked about Vengeance in the Moon Knight was you actually got to have Kanchu walk around with Mark. Yes. It wasn't just like vague menacing things in the background. It's like, no, that's a creepy skeleton man. That's like three stories tall. Yeah, but he has some funny one-liners sometimes. Depending yeah. who's right in. All right. Answer so. All right, Anthony, who's your number one? Did you get a prop? I saw you get up. I, I, I did get a prop. Um, but before I before I get into my number one, I do want to just uh, rattle off a couple of uh, honorable mentions because uh, my number one is not David Finch. Um, David Finch is number seven for me. Um, I agree with everything y'all said. Uh, I do have to knock Finch just a tad, though, because nobody smiles and everybody has the same face. It's Moon Knight. Um, I mean, the smiling, it's Moon Knight. Come on. Yeah, but but everybody has the same, like, gritted gritted teeth. You know, everybody's, like, gritting their teeth or shouting. Like, and and visually, like, he makes Moon Knight look like the rest of the characters. This isn't necessarily in Moon Knight, but when he was drawing um, the Avengers, because he did the, the Disassembled yeah. with Bendis, um, everybody looks aside from their hair like that was how you could tell tony stark different from steve rogers different from everybody else is like the hairstyles and the the costumes but otherwise everybody has um you know everybody is like on steroids because their their anatomies are all hyper hyper stylized uh and just massively over jacked um so so finch is is my number seven uh my number six is uh jermaine peralta um, he, he was clearly inspired by the Shalvi Smallwood, uh, style. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like that he made Kanchu look very monstrous. Um, I wasn't crazy about his faces either. Um, although they weren't ugly, um, there's just something about him. Um, and, uh, I will also say just to, let me say where a couple of the, the rest of your, your, uh, picks fell, uh, Smallwood for me was number 11. Um, on my list um that's criminal (laughs) i'm sorry uh jason burroughs is number 10 uh number nine was mark uh mark texera to share um number eight was tang and huat um who did some i think two issues on the vengeance uh series he did the killed but not dead uh, uh, the Deadpool, the, part. the Deadpool arc. Uh, it's very manic style. Um, he could use a little better framing. Um, and of the 26 artists that I ranked, number 26 at the bottom, rating a 2.5 out of uh, 2.5 out of 10, was Stephen Platt. Um, I mean, you want to talk Liefeldian anatomy? Uh, there's yeah. it, it, there's there's a thing in number 55 uh, where he's he's standing there and his calf is a full like you know it if i'm framing this correctly his calf is and and lower leg are like four inches behind where they should be in relation to the rest of his upper leg and so there's just like this like angle line like it's like upper leg 
like sharp angle and then calf. And it's like, you, you couldn't have like erased that and, and drawn it over again. It's just like Platt is just like peak nineties. It was just such a shit show. But, oh yeah. Especially the art, the writing that, that whole arc was just a shit show. Yeah. It's just the, the whole thing, but, but Stephen Platt for me. And I was like, and yet 55 is one of the hardest issues to get because it's like his first big comic. For, and I was like, really, really this fucking guy. I think I, ha- I think I have that issue. The only Mark Spector Moon Knight I don't have is what is it? Is it fifty seven? Whatever one Spider Man that cover. That's the only one I don't. I can't find. No. Fifty five was was the last one that I needed. My mother got it for me. Uh, she got me fifty five and fifty six um, for like my birthday or, or Christmas or something like that. She got them on eBay because she was constantly getting sniped at the last minute by. <laughs> these Stephen Platt aficionados who they are, I don't know, but they need, they need a session with doc. Um, Stephen Platt, I digress. Stephen Platt's mom. Uh, my number one, and this should come as absolutely no surprise to anybody who has heard me talk about Moon Knight and my favorite Moon Knight story arc of all time is Ron Garney. Oh, Ron Garney is a master. Yes. He is a good, he is so fucking good. Um, framing, expression, motion, anatomy is on point. Such a distinct style, even back in an era where you still sort of had house style, um, was still sort of a thing in the late 80s, early 90s, um, before artists really started to, you know, really thoroughly express themselves. Um, Scarlet Redemption, and I have spoken mm-hmm. about my my love for the Scarlet Redemption story arc, um, both J.M.D. Mateus's writing, uh, who I had the pleasure of helping Ray interview for uh, for this show, and and Ron Garney's artwork, and what I went to go get uh, the prop, which I can I can show you, uh, is the original artwork from the last page of the third issue of the arc where Scarlet, where Stained Glass Scarlet is on the boat surrounded by flames coming out of the water and this world must burn. Um, I spent, uh, I want to say $300 on this, $250, 300 um, I saw it at a, a convention in New Jersey and I called up my wife and because as soon as I saw it, I was just flipping through. They had a book of original artwork for moon night. And I was like, it was mostly like talking heads and they had some finch pieces in there and this and that. And I was like, yeah, I could own original art, but like, it's just fucking talking heads and there's nothing to it. And then I flip and I see that and I know immediately what it is. And I go, Oh, I must have this. I will go to any lengths to buy it. And I call up my wife and God bless my wife. She knows how much I love Ron Garney. And she knows how much I love that story arc. And she goes, Okay, you want it? You know, it was like October, and she goes, "That's early, early Christmas present for you." Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him. He signed the he signed um, he signed the artwork, and he signed the comics for me. Um, Ron Garney is just a a gentleman, but as far as art goes, he is um, he's just absolutely absolutely amazing, um, and a nine point nine out of ten to me um just ron garney is just so he is my number one moon knight artist not named bill sankavich 
But yeah, yes. that's that stained glass star, Scarlet uh, storyline is good, and I know Ray and I even covered the one after it with uh, Spider Man and they're fighting the Hobgoblin. I think Garney did that one too. That was excellent. Yeah, yeah. I ne- never met Garney. I'd love to. Yeah, I, I also interviewed uh, Demetrius. Great guy. Oh yeah, he's just uh, so so much fun, and I got to meet him in New York Comic Con as well, and I had him sign um, the the Scarlet Redemption story and. He was like, oh, this was just like a, you know, just like a sort of like one off. He said, you know, it was this little story I did for Marvel. You know, everybody comes, wants to talk about like Craven's Last Hunt or this, that story. And for, for him, Moon, for, for him, the Scarlet Redemption storyline was like a meh, whatever. But so he goes, I always remember when people are like really into it because it's it's not common for him. Oh yeah, he's so. done. Oh yeah, Timothy has done so many things. Captain America, Defenders, all this stuff. Yeah, and everyone's just like, "Oh, what about Craven's Last Hunt?" So, but uh, but Ron Garney, uh, for me, is just uh, solid. So I have to get that that piece uh, framed next to like the finished version. I still have to, I have to buy. Um, I need to get it custom framed, but nobody's nobody's open right now in New Jersey because as of. Uh, as of six minutes ago, the entire state has been shut down because of uh, that Rona. So <laughs> that that beer, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, I told Ray, yeah, next, yeah, next time we got to do like top five writers. Yes, I'm I'm down for that as well. Maybe maybe we get the king himself, Ray, here to uh, join us. Oh no, guys, it's it's it been been a little bit busy. <laughs> Yeah. Can we cut things that? Are, uh, things are things are crackers down here. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm heaps busy. <laughs> he'll throw out some like uh, he'll be going on. He'll throw out some weird uh, uh, term. I'm like, what's it? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, heaps busy. <laughs> and he's probably he's gonna he's gonna listen back to this and he's like, you. Oh no! One of my co-hosts, one of my co-hosts, has like a Ray impression because like Ray will send in uh, feedback to some of our shows, and he'll be like, he'll be like, "Oh, hi, my name is Ray. I'm just sending you some feedback while I'm on lunch break at the Boomerang Factory." <laughs> <laughs> Ray loves it because he's from because uh, Matt's from Boston, so that now Ray's working on his Boston accent. Uh, it's hilarious. Ask, yeah, next time you talk to Ray, ask him to do his Boston accent. Oh God! Yeah, gotta be fucking terrible be down in the car park. <laughs> yeah, don't you laugh, Chad? I'm, I'm the guy that does his fucking job. You must be the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> my break at my lunch break at the Boomerang Factory. I have to come back around in an hour. <laughs> All right, uh, we love you, Ray. Everybody listening to this is like, please, Ray, come back next week, please. <laughs> Please shut these assholes up. <laughs> Boy, I wonder why Noel didn't want to join us. No, he just can't imagine. <sighs> Should we mention that his two picks were? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he had um, he had Declan and uh, Tommy Lee Edwards were his uh, were his top. Tommy Lee uh, incidentally made seventeen on my list. So Noel's probably like, "Fuck you, man." <laughs> I had him as number one. You had him as 17. You're in your goddamn mind. All right. I know you said Ron Garney was 9.9. Is there any artist? I mean, it doesn't have to be Moon Knight. Is there any artist, in your opinion, who's a 10? 
Uh, I mean, like overall or like on certain oh, things? Your, whatever your, your your rating system. Yeah, I mean, overall, like is there an artist who, who merits a 10 in your opinion? Um, 10 would have to be like, like flawless. I mean, like well, for me, I'll put it this way. Um, I was, for me, if Senkevich was a 10, then everybody else, okay. that was my, that was my ranking system. Like everybody else was compared to Senkevich. So if Senkevich is a 10, then everybody else is, uh, you know, based on that. So that's why Ron Garney was like a 9.9. 9. Okay. So, so, just... so in the human pyramid, uh, Sienkiewicz is standing on Garney's shoulders. Okay. Yes. Okay. Understood. Any final thoughts or should we uh, promote the hell out of ourselves and get out of here? Uh, I, I got uh, nothing other than, you know, don't fucking buy the Stephen Platt books because they're not worth it. <laughs> I mean, unless your completion is like me, in which case, like, okay, you have to buy them, but they are not worth the gobs of money that people are spending, you know, yeah, people no. are selling them for on eBay. It's just, it's, I mean, it's, it's like Rob Liefeld levels of ridiculousness where you're like, what the fuck? How is this even, how did this make it past? Somebody should have like just taken like a red pen and just like circled all this shit and just shoved it in his face like a dog shitting on a carpet and be like, do you see? No. No, don't do this. Just like rub his nose in it. I mean, I don't know if it's if it's just like some of the accomplishments some of these people do because it's like live photo. It's like okay, Crow created Deadpool. He had like this run on X Force and stuff. But it's like, but the dude can't draw feet. And he or draw, hands. And he draws huge knockers. Or weapons. And he draws huge knockers or on women. Captain America. You know. Yeah, that Dorito Captain America. Like like triple E's on Captain America. Yeah. The, the sideways, you know, like the sideways tits with the yeah, like, like, straight. like what? How is that even remotely a feasible, functional human form? And his entire face is just like angles and it's just bone structure. Like anything else is like itty bitty. I don't know what would be more yeah. fun. Are top five writers or just like top five who sucks in the industry? <laughs> It's like Rob Liefeld looked at Jessica Rabbit and goes, no, she she looks too fat. <laughs> a weight, a female waist. What is that? Yeah, it's kind of like early Frank Cho, just like the constant same face in every single person. He's gotten better, but it's just. See, I don't know enough about early Cho, but I mean, Cho to me draws incredibly realistic women. Sometimes too realistic. Now he does. Yes, now he does. Now he does. I think maybe now he's seen enough women. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he can draw them realistically. Oh my lord! It's only that jit. Yeah, they want to see Jim Ballant Catwoman. Holy crap! No, I can't say that I have. Yeah, well, it's early '90s art, you know. I don't know okay, cat burglar. I'm I'm surprised she has any sense of balance, but anyway. All right, are we done burning Ray's show to the ground? <laughs> yes. I think so. <laughs> Sorry, Ray. All right, so yes. He, he's listening to this going, shut up, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to have any listeners left. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're coming back. Uh, all right, Good everyone. I think we have a Patreon. 
but he's such a nice guy. He'll 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 still listen to this, even if he hates it, and be like, "Oh, guys, great job, guys." Like I could edit some of this out. <laughs> I know every, I, every other word is going to get the bleep, bleep, bleep. That was only the second time I think we said that name. Second or third? Yeah, that's the third. So, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, Ray, but. Sorry, Ray. All right. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Phil. All plug right. Your, plug your shit. Well, first, I, yes, I'm going to plug my shit. Uh, yeah. So check if if uh, you're not completely disgusted by me. You can always check me out on the Capes and Lunatics and the Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks podcast. That's right, too. Uh, on Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks, we cover a lot of older stuff, uh, including on Ultimate Spider Cast. You can even hear Ray once a month uh, at the last Tuesday of every month uh, as we cover Scarlet Spider. So, yeah, uh, we cover new stuff, old stuff, all of it. Yeah, just check out Capes and Lunatics and Capes and Lunatics Sidekicks on all good podcatchers, as Ray would say. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. Uh, we even have a YouTube channel. We uh, record just like this, and we put the videos up on YouTube. So, yeah, go subscribe there. Uh, Anthony. Where can we... So, so uh, Capes on the Couch, uh, where comics get counseling. We are a show that delves into the psychiatric and mental health issues of comic book characters. And uh, so our website is capesonthecouch.live, and you can find us wherever podcasts are found. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Capes on the Couch. We have a Discord channel. We have a Patreon where you can subscribe and get additional content, bloopers, uncensored, additional content in episodes, uh, early access, etc. And we have a T Public store uh, where you can buy some swag. So if you go to tpublic.com and look for Capes on the Couch, you can buy our logo. And I think that ought to do it. Yeah, our 75th episode. Well, by the time this airs, the 75th episode will have been passed. Um, but uh, we've got a lot of good stuff coming up. Um, thanks to our patrons and uh, Doc and I, we have a lot of fun uh, discussing and analyzing characters in all the various episodes. All right. Power of Smallwood. Where can people find you? <laughs> Not killed, in their pants. I just killed, I just killed Anthony. I mean, I, I'm just a guy. I don't have a channel. I don't have any special projects. I'm just kind of a loser. I know um, you got a Facebook. I'm friends with you, you fucker. <laughs> I'm Chad Jernigan on Facebook. Um, on Twitter, I'm Angledheim. That's A N G L E D, not Angeled Time, please. Uh, some people. You almost made Phil do a spit take there. <laughs> not in the age of Corona, my friend. That's, that's it. All right. So. Thank you, loony listeners. Uh, remember, uh, check out the Into the Night Patreon. Uh, can check it out, and please consider uh, uh, supporting the show at Patreon.com/slash ITK Moonlight. There's plenty of incentives to join, and it'll help expand the show. And once again, uh, show is sponsored by Hello Headphones. Use the code ITK Moonlight promo code to get 10% off their online store. And check out the, the affiliates, Amazon and Entertainment Earth. Use the links to purchase anything online, and each purchase helps support the show. 
And speaking of supporting the show, go to TeePublic, uh, check out the uh, merchandise store for ITK. Uh, the link will be in the show description because, you know, Ray's not going to let that go. And the Fantasy Comic League new season commences in the beginning of May. So anyone interested, drop a line in as soon as you can and we can organize divisions. $16 US to enter. Winner of division gets a trade paperback of their choice. Hmm. Might have to look into this. Uh, and next phase, when I believe, you know, I'm sure Ray will be back because <laughs> the rebuild after we destroyed everything. Uh, it'll be a it'll be a first quarter moon, so the segment will be Conchu's Idols review, aka action figures. Uh, all right, and remember the collective. We're all part of the collective, especially me and Anthony. Uh, which is a band of like-minded podcasters who wanted to network in the most traditional sense. It is a repository for ideas, crossovers, and potential guest appearances between the podcast and include the likes of... I'll do three other ones, even though Capes and Lunatics and Capes on the Couch are a part of that. Uh, we, are, we are not part of the, uh, <gasps> the collective, actually. Really? Sorry. No, we're not, we're not a part of any network, officially. Uh, we do support all the shows on the, in the collective, though. We, we are collective uh adjacent oh you know see i'm part of the collective and that we're also part of the southgate media group so uh, i'm like i'm like meth we're, i'm like red man like we're not in wu-tang but we're cool with everybody in wu-tang and we guessed on all their shit so i at first i thought you were gonna say you're like meth i was gonna say oh i gotta hear this one <laughs> yeah once you listen to one you can't stop m-e-t-h-o-d man <laughs> but yes the collective alright so the collective which includes capes and lunatics and capes and lunatics sidekicks uh, also uh, sons of the dragon and immortal iron fist po- podcast uh, Connor Rebecca and Carl do a great job over there uh, inner demons a ghost rider podcast Brian you're killing it solo now uh, if you ever need a guest host get in touch and uh, oh, I guess we should uh, mentioned Last Sons of Crypto on a Superman podcast. The other show Ray does with another Connor because, you know, most of his show, you know, he just has an army of Connors to co-host with. All right. So let me go through these notes. Okay. Where to find Into the Nights? Uh, you can email the show and say, hey, those three guys you had on last week suck. Uh, email uh, email itkmoonnight at gmail.com. Uh, on Facebook, you can find the uh, Into the Night uh, page, and there's a uh, <laughs> fan group. Or uh, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Discord, Get Vocal. Uh, there's an ITK website on Libsyn and WordPress, Patreon, and Podchaser. So check out the podcast episode description for all the details. Every episode. All right. Thank you for joining us, and thank you, Ray, for letting us play and break with your play with your toys and break them. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Ray, for letting us fuck up your shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. completely shit all over it. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll let my friends come over. It'll be fine. <laughs> They're not going to ruin anything. How bad could it be? <laughs> I'm sorry, Mom. I just shouldn't have had that party, especially when I wasn't there. <laughs> Ray comes back, the house is on fire. Holy shit, it's gone. 
Maybe we shouldn't talk about Australia and fires right now. Oh. <laughs> Just saying. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, well, I'm sorry. going to come and rip my face off. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Ray. Yep. I'm sorry, Planet Earth. But uh, let's, we'll make it up to you. Uh, but until next time, when Ray comes back and restores order, the Conchu watch over the denizens of the night. Catch you later. Moon Knight and affiliated characters, stories and events are properties of Marvel Characters Incorporated. Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.